Hey guys, this is the second video on this wonderful theme, God, our shepherd. Uh, please like the video, share it with somebody. We're going to look at the beauties of this man, Christ Jesus. So in the last video, we talked about where the thought of God and shepherd, the likeness of God and shepherd and us as sheep comes from, coming from Jacob in the book of Genesis. But, but now we're going to see something very interesting. When we talk about the prophets loving and adopting this understanding that came from Jacob, we see in Micah chapter 5, verse 4, a development that is incredible. One, that God declares that he will no more shepherd them by providence alone, invisible and mysterious, but he will come in Christ to be as they are, to speak as they speak, to breathe as they breathe, and to see as they see. He will lead them as them from the incarnation to the endless ages for even in revelation chapter 7 verse 17 the lamb is the shepherd the lamb shall be the shepherd in the center of the throne guiding to springs of the water of life wiping every tear from their eye and john chapter 10 verse 11 jesus says i am the good shepherd and he's also the lamb that lays his life down when isaac asks where is the lamb John the Baptist answers about Jesus. Behold the lamb. Jesus is the lamb and the shepherd. It's interesting that when Jesus gives his diagnosis of humanity and its waywardness, he says this, they have no shepherd. <laughs> They're sheep without a shepherd, he says. Uh, the sin in a nutshell is man's refusal to recognize themselves as needy as sheep and God as their sufficient, all-sufficient shepherd. Uh, this to me is a remarkable truth that must be taken into account that he is the good shepherd. Jesus calls himself this. Uh, Jesus feels our being sheep and him being shepherd to be an indispensable truth. He teaches this. We must adopt this, assimilate it, and grab a hold of these truths that are so gospel, man in need of God, and God fulfilling every need for man. Uh, man has a hard time recognizing that he is greatly in need of Christ. But twice Christ describes knowing him and following him, knowing his voice and following him. This is the wonderful thing that sheep do have amidst all their weaknesses. They know the shepherd by time with him. They know his voice and they follow him and only him. Uh, we must recognize this great need because in him is where we're fed. In him is where we're led. In him is where we find all that is needed. And that is underneath we could say built upon the recognition of our great need. Madame Guyon said, O great shepherd who feedeth thy flock with thyself, God himself in Christ provides all that man needs. You know, among all the glistening characteristics of the good shepherd, there is a charm of this good shepherd that stands above all the other ones. And it is described by Jesus as the good shepherd lays his life down for the sheep. This is his supreme goodness. This is the extravagant kindness. This is the ruby of the excellencies that we find in Christ. In my place condemned, he stood. It's blood that is louder than the blood of Abel. He gives them through this gift of himself what he calls abundant life. Praise God. This word abundant is interesting. It means oversufficient and more than enough. God gives himself to us 
to fulfill the thing that's needed and that's so much so it's overabundant. It's more than you could ever need. Life itself in God, by God, through God, unto God. This is abundant life that is granted to us through the one and only shepherd, good shepherd, who lays his life down for the sheep. I want you to notice that this allegorical self-description of I am the good shepherd, it really does unlock a plethora of charms of beauties, of excellencies that are found in his nature. Uh, notice that Jesus doesn't say, I was the good shepherd. Notice that he doesn't say, I will be the good shepherd. But he says, I am the good shepherd. It's almost as if, as if the Spirit grabs a hold of these words and lifts them off the page and brings us into a revelation of this eternally good shepherd. This one who will always be this for us, even in the ages to come. Oh, the good shepherd. Jesus doesn't say that I'm good at shepherding. I'm glad that he doesn't say that. As if shepherding was his office or his employment or his trade. You see, if it was his his office, that would mean that he's required to do this. If if being a good shepherd was his trade, that means somebody taught him it. If being a good shepherd was his employment, that means he's doing it for something. But this is not why he says, I am the good shepherd. He says, I am the good shepherd because he's unveiling what he is like in his essence. Uh, he is all good. So these two truths must be swallowed by us. Jesus calling himself shepherd implies that he desires us to understand our need of him and also his nature towards us. Man, if we can get this, we'll have a sense of security and safety and trust that will just begin to go up from us in worship and in praise by the recognition of God as this good shepherd. Praise God. I was just reading Genesis when Isaac is going to be sacrificed by, Ab sacrificed by Abraham in Genesis chapter 22. It is Abraham's trust that the Lord will provide that is the foundation upon his whole obedience, his whole worship, his whole fear of the Lord that withholds nothing from God. It is a, a rooted in a revelation of God's good character. Um, as Charles Spurgeon said, I said it, I believe in the last video, in order to recognize him as shepherd, we must feel something within ourselves that is akin to sheep. It is only a true sight of the Lord and, and humility that will accept this level of self-distrust and dependency upon God. In Psalm 95, we see that this level of self-distrust, this trust in God that is recognizing our sheepness and His shepherdship, that is worship. Psalm 95 says, come let us worship, worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our Maker. He is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the sheep of his hand. It is the recognition of this wonderfully good nature of God and our great need as sheep. That is the very premise of worship. That is the very essence of bowing down before God. It is realizing him as maker and him as the only one good. So Father, give us this understanding in a fresh way that we might find new realms of trust that bring about a safety and a stability in mind and in heart and in life. 
in your precious name. Amen. Uh, don't forget to check out the first video if you didn't see it. And don't forget, there's a third one coming out after this one. Please like, subscribe, and uh, share this with somebody who loves the excellencies and glories of Jesus.